Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua and I call myself the Inclusive Workplace work, uh, workplace Advocate. And what I do is support organizations, support teams, support people with their diversity, equity, and inclusion challenges. And today, during the humanized um, live conversation, I'm still waiting on the, my guest speaker. So in the meantime, I will fill up the slot and have a conversation about different things, right? So uh there has been a conversation going on about somebody who got fired and they recently found out so i'm going to share my slides and to let you know who it was because with this recent layoffs i feel like we have lost the human touch right why are we not being decent enough and letting people know in a in a an open way in a human way and also and also having a one-on-one -on -one conversation so this is uh, the anchor, a CNN, a CNN anchor. He's very famous, Don Lemon. If you Google him, look him up, he's a, a black CNN anchorman. And Don is sharing, I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated. I have been terminated by CNN. So I'm seeing Selena in the back and I'm gonna bring her up really soon, but I just wanna make this announcement, Selena. So uh, Selena will be sh uh, showing up. So. I am stunned after 17 years at CNN. I, after 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in the management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given an indication to, and I would not be able to continue to do the work that I've loved at the network. It is clear that there were some larger issues at play. I understand that. And that's also something that we can have a conversation about, Selena, uh, when we are going through the questions, right? And then on the other hand, he is saying, with that said, right, instead of you know being bitter, he's he's keeping it, he's keeping it kind and professional. He's sharing that. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I've I've worked with to have an incredible run. And they are I'm the most talented journalist in the business, and I want to wish them well. This is classic. This is professional. This is amazing. And this is what I love about, uh, even though he's going through a storm, he's still keeping it nice, still keeping it cordial. And that's what I, I love about him. And I'm going to also share something about uh, myself as well. So I recently designed a Amplify DEI card deck and I wanna share more about that as well. Um, so going to over to the next slide. So I see so many companies finding a challenge to practice their inclusive leadership skills, right? I know that we all think that when we go to the gym just once, that we magically gain the muscles and gain the strength or gain our perfect body or have the strength. But to realize that we need to work on creating our inclusive leadership skills and also realize that with becoming an inclusive leader, you can add value not only to yourself, but also to your team, also to your organization. And to make it more tangible because DEI, sometimes people are being dropped in the big ocean, right? And not everybody has the swimming skills to swim in that big ocean, even myself, right? I'm also learning, but I'm trying to make it bite-sizable. I'm trying to make it something that is acceptable and also not you can nudge each other. And that's where the Amplify DEI cards come from. So the Amplify DEI cards, you can access them for yourself with the self cards, or you can buy them for your team. and 
have honest conversations where you are challenging each other to create your ideal inclusive leadership recipe so that you can do the work. Without you doing the work, there's no need for you to amplify diversity, equity, and inclusion because we need all people to create their own recipe when it comes to amplifying DEI. So enough about me, enough about me. I wanna bring up the main guest of today, Selena. And before I am going to go further, of course, I need to read her bio and give her the credit where credit is due, right? So Selena Morgan Gale, BA, she is an accredited civil and commercial independent mediator. She provides individuals and businesses a dispute resolution through mediation for their legal disputes in civil and commercial and employment, workplace and family areas. Welcome, Selena. Thank you for having me, Vivian. Hello. <laughs> I need to share some background though, because I met Selena at the, a supplier diversity event last year in London, and she's one of the few people that I can look in the eye. <laughs> we're both tall people. <laughs> we are both tall people. We are. I think but that's what really I got is. attracted to you right away. I said, I, I need to talk to this girl. Yeah, it was. It attracted me. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> no. <laughs> How um, are you? How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying the weather. You know, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. Which weather? I've <laughs> the ugly weather. Look, I woke up in the morning, so the weather's always great for me because I get yeah, to yeah. <laughs> I'm escaping. I'm escaping this weather because it's been too wishy-washy for me that I have to go to consistency when it comes to sun. It's a bit confused at the moment. But yeah. time, you know, sometimes it's just like people. Sometimes we get confused and then we work it out. So let it work. We're bringing it back. You see what she did there? She's bringing it back to work. <laughs> so confusion's not. You know, it's not a bad thing as long as it's yeah. not. Um, you know, long-winded, but um, yeah, you find your feet and you find about, you know, find out about yourself. So let the weather. Definitely, let the weather definitely. Stand. So welcome of being a guest speaker on Let's Humanize the Workplace. And I'll start right away with the first question. And also I want to, if there is anyone in the audience who's watching or you have a question, make sure that you drop your question in the comments, because I'm going to, of course, I'm going to include you in the conversation. It's not about me just having a conversation with Selena, we are also interested in what is it that you want to know about mediation, right? What is it that you want to know that you, where maybe you are in a conflict that you're dealing right now or recently have dealt with a conflict? I recently brought up the situation with Don, right? That's also a conflict in itself. There are so many things that you can ask. So take your time, take your moment, but know that once I press stop, that's the last time that you can ask your questions, right? Especially when it comes to humanizing the workplace. So I'm giving you your shine, the platform to do that. So Selena, yes. when it comes to humanizing the workplace, what is what what is that? What does that mean to you? For me, mm -hmm. um, and, and more so not just for me, but what I'm I'm actually gonna speak on what I what I've seen. Because I think yes. that's important. It's important yeah. for me to at least stake on that because then it has more validity because yeah. it's coming based on what I've witnessed as opposed to what I feel and what I believe yeah. um but for me it's about when I've walked into it's about making sure that everyone has um sorry a place in the workplace mm -hmm. like they have a place and what I mean by that I mean having a place it means a place that they can actually feel safe mm -hmm. safe to talk about some of the issues some of the concerns and um, sorry also some of the ideas 
the ideas that we have, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, just discussing it. So when I think about humanizing it, it's like it's not just saying, well, this is what the organization does. This is how we want to you know, meet our mission or a mission statement. It's about knowing that we are people first. We are human yeah. beings that are working together. And um, it's a collaboration in itself because you're in a workplace with different people. Yeah. I think we have to understand that collaboration doesn't mean that people actually have to physically come together. The fact that you're in the same vicinity, the fact that you are under the same organization, that's a collaboration in itself. You, you know, you stand for something. Um, so it's about, for me, it's about humanizing it in making sure that people have an open space, but also a safe place in order to discuss whatever they need to discuss. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned something about the good and the bad where, you know, um, most of the times we tend to look only to the, the the good. And if something bad has happened, we focus on the bad. But when it comes to the workplace, we have, there has to be some kind of balance, right? We cannot always be playing the happy cow situation where everything is danky dory, right? Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I'm saying about having that space because if mm -hmm. you have a platform, a space, an area, um, a person, you, mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, you know, whether it, whether it is just a room, it's a place for you to discuss those things. And it's not to say we're going to focus on the negative, but it's to say, look, we are great, but we can be greater. And mm -hmm. if you're not, then you can be great. So there's yeah. always room for betterment. And it's allowing yourself to say that in the workplace, there are things that still need to be done. And regardless if to one person or one group, they don't see that there are groups of people where they feel like this is an issue and we need to discuss it. Mm -hmm. That point the finger but it just makes sure that you have that platform to say look there are concerns here and before these concerns become bigger concerns let's have a discussion yeah and let's actually have a brainstorming session where there is action yeah. and I have to say it and I say it like that when I lean in because we can all have conversations every single day but if you are not in if you're not intentional about where mm. those conversations are going and I use that word specifically yeah. and we should be intentional all day every day personal professional whatever it is if you're intentional about where you want it to go at least you don't have to have all the answers but know that you're intentional about that then that's where really the action can start but if you don't have intentionality if you're not trying to move the needle if you're not putting plans in place to move that then you become what's considered to most people lip service yeah and so it's performative right but sometimes you know sometimes people are dealing with performing a performing act because there might be power in play right there might be other reasons or other motivations where people don't feel like they are intrinsic motivated to do their best when it comes to mediation the motivation should be the fact that you want betterment the motivation should be mm -hmm. that collaborative team the motivation yeah. should be that you want productivity you want yeah. morale that yeah. should be the motivation whatever that discussion is surrounding whether it's to do with people's communication management style personality that's a whole nother topic but the main thing is that you want actually people to feel safe and you want them to come together and as long as you're in an environment where there's more than one person working together that should be it whether or not you use the process of mediation which I believe and I know from the work that I do is a very mm -hmm. very good tool it's a very good process you know I wish people to use it more preemptively it's the only process that you can use before there's an issue whilst there's an issue and after there aren't many processes that do that. Um, but I think it's about understanding what the process is about. It's also understanding the benefits about it. And it's also ensuring that you have a choice to be in it and how you navigate through it. And that's something I tell a lot of my clients. I said, look, this mediation is yours. 
you've invited me to be a part of this conversation, yeah. allowed me to be informed. Um, you know, I've come to the party, but this is your party. This is yeah. your time. This is your shine. So how we move through this mediation isn't my process, isn't the way I've been trained. It's the way you show up and what you're willing to give. And I, I think there's this level of willingness, as long as you're willing to be there, it could be like 0.5%. I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but it can be very low. But as long as you say, well, I'll turn up. That's all I need. Every mediator is different, but I just need that much because I know I can do the rest because I know that everyone has the tools and resources within them. But until you're able to feel comfortable and safe, and that's why I keep using those words, you don't realize those resources. You don't realize what you have inside you in order to make that conversation a little bit more easy. And also, also, I believe that we are diving a, a little bit in now with harnessing the benefits of mediation at work. And Mariana, I've seen you. I noticed you. Thank you for sharing that question. I had to pick on LinkedIn who shared, who was missed uh, or missed the mysterious uh, user. But thank you, Mariana, for, for sharing uh, intentionality as well. And also, today we are talking about harnessing the benefits of mediation. And there's so much unknown about mediation I, from my point of view. And there is so much focus on the conflicts, right? I, I just shared the situation with Dawn where there is something there that could have maybe been dealt with mediation, right? Absolutely. I, yeah. I, coming early, I think there are too many organizations that wait until what's considered as it hits the fan. We shouldn't have to yeah. wait for that. But that's my, partly because like you said, they either don't understand how well or how the process would work. In mm -hmm. manner, and they mm -hmm. think it needs to be reactive and generally we like mediation most mediators want to come in way early when? I mean when there's a little bit of a friction just a little bit of a what, what is a little bit of friction because I can be nasty towards you which I'm not going to do because I don't want to I don't want to hold the UK behind me of difference of opinion mm. that could be friction because depending on how that person is reciprocal or not mm -hmm. that could be friction so I think the fact that there's concerns or there's a question mark mm -hmm. in what's happening or an action that took place, that's when we should come in because that's a conversation. And yeah. you want that conversation to go in a direction that is, you know, as most will say, left. We want it to go right or we want it to go yeah. it to the right way. So yeah. I think as long as there's a question mark to say, well, I don't understand why this is happening. You're calm about it. You've spoken to someone about it. That's yeah. when mediators should come in because then it could go a different direction and then it might be a case where there's more people that share the same opinion and then people start pairing off or groups. Yes. So I, I definitely think it's there. Where there's a, a question mark about something that you're unsure about or you don't agree with, that's when a mediation should definitely come in. We shouldn't wait. I also, I also feel like within the line of work that I am doing, right, I wouldn't say, I mean, I'm not a, um, how do you say, it, a certified mediator, but in the work that we do or the work that I do as a DEI consultant, there are situations out there that need to be diffused or needs to be handled. And sometimes it is handy to have a facilitator in the room that knows how to diffuse things or knows how to ask questions instead of, and, and let's deactivate sometimes the emotions because not all, emotions having, of course, it's you're valid, your emotions are valid, but sometimes it's not the right time to bring in those emotions. And maybe you need to pause a little bit uh, when it comes to these, right? So why is it important that uh, people hire a mediator um, to have these conversations? Why is it not? I mean, if I am the employee mm -hmm. and I would like to have you as a mediator or somebody else as a mediator, um, my it can annoy my manager to have a mediator in the room, right? 
I think the main thing is that most people see it's like when you get help, it's almost mm -hmm. like it's a bad thing. Oh no, I can't sort it out myself. Me going outside. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just something we battle with. And I think we've kind of been taught, yeah. like, you know, if you need help, it's a bad thing, but it isn't. Especially yeah. if those pe that person or people have the right resources, right? So mm -hmm. I think that kind of inner conflict we have with ourselves, great, I can't deal with it. It's like a parent or yeah. great, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> therapist that means I'm yeah. something so bad and now everyone knows about it yeah exactly yeah area. but I think from a mediator coming in perspective and from the work that I do I mean it's always been a positive it's never really been a negative for me so mm -hmm. I can speak on that but they've seen the help as a great thing we need you when can you come please I'm begging <laughs> they're not ashamed to say yeah. they need help and I think once you get past that shame that's when you realize actually the process is going to work the second thing I've realized in organizations is that sometimes you're too close to home. It's like raising a child sometimes. You're like, you know what? I might need auntie and uncle to speak yeah. to. Yeah. And I use that as, you know, I know we're laughing about it, but it's, it's the truth. Yeah. Sometimes it's you true. get somebody outside of the organization. Yeah. With the employees, they generally see HR as you work for them. You're yeah. not on my side. Now, now and which is which is true, which is true, right. right? Because HR is there to support right. the organization. And if something harmful is being done, they will always take the side of the organization, right. no matter what your relationship is. So I, I definitely get that. With me, and they're thinking, yeah. well, I've got nobody else. I don't have a lawyer. I don't have a solicitor. Yeah. You're going to go to them, but you're also thinking, do they go back to them and give them something else? Are they really on my side? So yeah. sometimes organization isn't best fit for that because yeah. when you're having an employee that understands that HR isn't your best interest, but equally mm -hmm. they're there for you, their check comes from them. With yeah. my cases, even though the check comes from the organization, I'm independent. It doesn't, it's still neutral. It's still neutral. It, it yeah. doesn't favor being on one side or the other. Yeah. And equally more people are able to, you know, kind of open up to me because they're understanding that, oh, not an outsider in a bad way. You're an outsider. Oh, great. I need this. Somebody yeah. doesn't actually understand the culture that doesn't, you know, not the day-to-day -day work, doesn't understand the clicky situations that's going on in workplace. So that actually is refreshing. But mm -hmm. if you're in a place where it's just like you don't understand that or it's not been explained, it might be quite scary. But I haven't been met with anybody that's just kind of very standoff. They're very much like, I'm open to it because nothing else is happening. Nothing else is working right now. So th this can only be on the up. And I think well, it might be the approach of their mediator as well. I think mm -hmm. they're in the way they come in, the way they speak. Um, I think that makes a difference. It's not just pick a mediator. It's more than that. It's, yeah. it's understanding their background and what they can bring and how they are. And that's why not every mediator may fit every situation. True. So how does it work? Because I understand that mediation is very important. And of course, different rules apply to different countries, right? But when you look at the UK, where does the budget come from? Does a company always have a mediation budget or does the employee need to invest in mediation? I don't know if the, the, the company has a mediation budget, but they have a budget. You say that because... Yeah. From what I know, I mean, this is something I don't know if they've actually got a mediation or dispute resolution, as they may call it, budget. But I definitely think they have budget for this. Yeah. Sort of thing. They have a legal team. They're yeah. using the legal team. If they're not enhancing that legal team, they're going outside, which is why I get the call. So they definitely have a budget to deal with concerns, dispute resolution, coming together, whatever phrase you want to use. Mm -hmm. The budget is there. I also think the budget becomes there when they realize it's done with senior leaders. That's something I've really experienced that. 
if the, the concern, the dispute is with senior leaders and they have teams, the budget appears if it wasn't there. It's all about it there because now you, you can't get rid of 20, 30, 40 people at once. Yeah. And yeah. organizations don't want to get rid of them. They're like, they're great. We yeah. just want them to work together, please. How yeah. do you get them to work? They're great in their own sense. So yeah. for me, that's where I've seen budget. They probably should have a budget for dispute resolution. I think every organization is it's going to happen. You're working with people. You're working with different personalities, characters, communication styles, backgrounds. You're going to have conflict. Conflict is not necessarily bad. Conflict can actually open the conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it's the way it's been discussed um, to make it bad. But I actually don't see conflict as the worst thing because it actually makes you understand yourself as a person and another person. And without conflict, you wouldn't have a level of growth. True, Um, true, true. And you can walk away from that, right? It's not about creating that atmosphere where everybody can do a kumbaya. It's about creating clarity and understanding and whatever happens after that, that's, you know, another conversation, but I do believe in mediation uh, being adequate. And you you mentioned that mediation is often brought when the damage has been, when, when, when the glass has been broken. Pretty much. I'm putting a lot of pieces together. Thankfully I have skills to do so, but I, you know, at the same time, it's, it saddens me to know that it had to go to that level in order for it to be kind of utilized. Mm -hmm and for me to be called upon and that's when I go how do I allow myself to be in those spaces so that this doesn't happen and it's also organizations seeing it as such a benefit that they would have it before I think organizations don't understand how valuable it is until they've really hit the fan and Mm -hmm. it's that the pot should you know it isn't there before mm-hmm. that be like this is the part oh there's a bit of ruffles of feathers right let's call upon mediator as opposed to all right well we're you know this is the last hay in the straw like this is what else are we going to do okay last resort is this because obviously we don't want to go to the next stage which would be yeah. okay so um it's just ensuring that you see the value way before and that actually having the earlier conversations isn't a waste of time and money. In fact, you're saving a lot more time and money um, yeah. in regards. So, yeah. I'm also looking at the comment section and I'm waiting on the people to comment, right? This is your time to share or ask questions also for Selena. What is it that you would like to know when there is a dispute in the workplace or what is it that you like to know about mediation, right? And when it comes to employees, what tips can you give them when um, when they want mediation, but they don't know how to ask for it or how to ask so that the company pays for it? That is a great, great question. Nine times out of 10, and I have to say nine because there's always an exception to a rule, but I haven't met anyone mm-hmm. that's like this. More and more parties are simply, and I use the word parties because I'm using it as individuals. So yeah. just to make sure that's clear. Yeah. More and more parties are willing. Most of, a majority of my mediations have come because one party has said, well, I want a mediator. And they've been very specific in saying they wanted a diverse mediator. And Ooh. the company understand their value. And also they understand the reputation <laughs> of their company. They're willing to adhere to it. Um, I've always had this saying, my mum's always said it, if you don't ask, you don't get, just ask, simply ask. But if they're on the the page of wanting to support you and wanting to support the other party who's going through conflict, they're more than likely going to open that. I'll also say in a sense of sending an email so then you've got some sort of paper chart to say, look, this is not going the way I'd hoped it to go or I think it's going to be a lot worse. Is it possible for us to sit down with somebody outside of the organisation 
and just ask. It's very unlikely once you've got that paper trail, the employee is going to sit there and say, absolutely no, because yeah. that doesn't look good on the organization. Um, and kindly ask about it. If you find that there's a mediator, you think actually it's a better fit. Because what I found with a lot of employees that come to me, they said, well, I'll be suggesting a mediator, but the one they've got, I'm not just, just don't, just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. So then bring I get back. that. Hey, look, so they'd have to do the work. I mean, what employer wouldn't, wouldn't love that? Do you know what? I think we should do mediation. Tick. Um, okay, they're already in. Secondly, here's one I made earlier. You know, it's 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 going to be a great thing for them. They don't have to go and do too much work. Okay, well, if you're into it, let's see if the other party is. And then it will be a case if the other party wants to do the same thing, then you've got two already and the organisation doesn't have to do anything. So True. there's no negative here. It's all positive, but you have to be willing to ask. The way in which you ask, yes. Um, and more than likely from the, the, you know, the parties I've had, they've come forward because the parties have been like, actually, I'm happy with this mediator. I'll have at least a chat. It's a conversation. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna pause because you're mentioning a lot, and you are, you are dropping a, a lot of tips, valuable tips that I want people to marinate. So first of all, Selena mentioned something about keep an audit trail, keep a log or proof, have proof so that you at least have something that you know, you can share with HR or with those in power that is uh, uh, for hiring a mediator, because then you have actual proof of this is happening. This is the situation and we need money to get this sorted. And also the other thing that you are sharing is it's ha- hiring a mediator can create a win-win. Why can create a win for the situation, for the organization, for the team and for the team member, but also do your due diligence connect with your potential mediator if maybe a company has appointed you a mediator have a conversation with them or find your own mediator right selena mentioned also something about that she's being hired because she's a person of color and that's why a lot of people connect with her or that's why some companies want to prevent backlash because there might be a misunderstanding or things might get lost in translation if you don't understand what the person is, what the other, what different parties are going through, right? Because there are different stakeholders in this situation. Also, um, and also make sure that, make sure that you are in the right space. So if you feel like a conversation is going left or it's the conflict is going left, make sure that you protect yourself as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't realize I dropped so many, but it's definitely all you about- did. <laughs> you were going on and on. I was just like, ah, I I I'm realizing, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think there is no harm, and, and not any contracts I've seen where you can't reach out to a mediator and just have a conversation. You don't have to explain yeah. the whole story, but just say there's something going on in the workplace. Is yeah. there something you cover? Something you do? Yeah. That's it. And put yeah. that information towards the, you know, the company and the company generally would, you know, reach out and you can ask them, well, I've given you a mediator, you know, what happened? Because some people don't even follow up. They're like, well, I gave it to them. I'll just wait. No, don't freeze yeah. up. Yeah. I spoke to you last week about it, you know, as per the email on whatever date it was, did you speak to them? Yeah. Because by then, it, you know, that should be the case where they're at least reaching out because yeah. otherwise it just kind of looks like, you know, more lip service. But so it can think- be it can be exhausting, though, for the person that is on the receiving end of the conflict. And then this person is also reaching out to you or to a different mediator where they are doing the work. The company is not following up. Sometimes people, their batteries can be empty. 
Absolutely. And this is why I'm not putting the onus on the employee to do so, but I'm making sure right. that they have a choice to, because a lot of people consider like, well, it's the company I work for yeah. and they've decided to have an informal conversation. They've decided to have an investigate. So where do I fit in that process? If they're exactly. staring, I'm letting you know that although they could be staring any process, I've even had yeah. that after plenty of grievances as well. You can have the option to say, I want to reach out to someone. And if you don't reach out to them, you can put that name forward. At least you might think, I don't know if I have the strength to even speak to a mediator, even though they're going to help me. Mm-hmm. But you can do and say, look, if we're, we're having this, we know we are. Here's, here's, here's some details from a mediator. You might not have spoken yeah. to them yet, but you've got some options and it's how you exhaust them and when. And yes, make sure your mental health and state is at the best before you decide to have conversations that could you know, dampen the situation. Absolutely. I see a question from Jesse Wilson and Jesse, can you help me a little bit or can you help us? Because this question can go left, right, up and above <laughs> all direction because Jesse is sharing, can you outline the high level process? How does it work? So if you could add an extra comment and share, what is it that you're asking or what, where, which direction you want us to go, then we are able to, because we can, uh, this, this question is a question that can, uh, yeah, can go all the way, all places. So, uh, I hope that you will be sharing more questions as well. And going back to, uh, to the question that I have for you, is it necessary to have a trained mediator present when there are conflicts in the workplace? I would say absolutely yes. And that's based on the work that I've done. Mm-hmm. I've seen that they have internal mediators and it hasn't worked out. In fact, sometimes yeah. it actually, you know, make the issues worse because you're now asking somebody who is untrained, who probably doesn't want to be there, but because of maybe their level. And I've had this with quite a few organisations yeah. personally that I'm of high level, but because of that, I've been asked to come in as a mediator. That doesn't automatically make you a mediator just because your level is quite high. You're not... Mm-hmm to deal with those kind of issues nor probably they even want to I do the work I do not just because I'm equipped and I have the background but I actually love what I do I only have a purposely filled passion for what I do and that will come over differently if somebody's just been asked to come into the room just because we need an extra person in there and you Mm -hmm. see the person to do it so I would definitely say you know companies out there please stare away from asking anybody no matter how much they are high level or senior level it's not part of their training and it's also not part of their day-to-day job right (laughs) unless you have an internal mediator that's that's different but even with that might be because their level of training is very different unless it's like internal media sometimes the mediators that I've come across is just that they're internal for the organization, but their level of skill is very is mm. quite low. So they're not even equipped to do it. And that's why they have external independent mediators. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if it's somebody who, and what I was talking about before is if it's somebody who's just a senior level, but you just seem like you're quick because, you know, you deal with, you deal with a lot of people and your team's quite big and you've been in the organization for, that's even worse because now you're asking someone to step into an argument that they have no idea about. Yeah. And they feel stress. I've spoken to them and said, I feel stress now because I, you know, I know X and I know Y. Um, I don't really understand what's going on, but I've got to see these people every day. Because this is the mediation. So I've yeah. got to be quiet about it. I'm getting anxiety. It's not even my issue. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to bed having anxiety because I'm worrying about X and Y. Yeah. So instead of the small people or the small group 
dealing with the conflict that it's like um, an oil stain getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Yeah. Nobody can talk about because remember, yeah. these people, I can't say anything because this is mediation, but I've got mm-hmm. all around seeing X and Y, knowing yeah. what I know, and then feeling what I'm feeling. I can't go to them because it's like they're going to be looking at me strangely going, well, why are you having anxiety? It's not your issue, but because they care. Yeah, but they can adopt, they can have, some people have, some people are empathic and they can sense, yeah. they can feel. So I totally get it. And Jesse's back. Jesse has shared his questions. So Jesse's sharing, sure, interested to know the process of steering good conflict. What is the focus? Do we start with identifying agreeable outcomes and work backwards for an example? I would say uh, identifying what the issue is because you may not be agreeable on all the mm-hmm. outcomes. And I think it's important to say that the, the conversation shouldn't only take place because we're going to have outcomes that we're all going to agree on. Yeah. Um, but I think it should start from what are the issues first? Nobody kind of feeling kind of personable in that. It's your fault. It's my fault. These are the issues. How we got here, we can go into that, but we just need to know that it's present. Mm-hmm. It's present. Then we can go into what is the background of that? Why is that issue now a problem? What has happened in your opinion? And make it very light and then think about the ways in which you can improve that. And it can be done blind. It could be like, you know, someone writing down on a piece of paper. And, <laughs> and that's too fast. This, this is, you mentioned your opinion, but my opinion of you is that I don't like what you do. But then that's okay and you cannot like it. But then it should be like reasons. What is it that you don't like? And then involve yourself. I don't like it because it makes me feel like this. Why do I need to go back to I? Why do and I do need to? I? Because in order for someone to get through any conflict, it yeah. actually start with you. And that's not to say it's your fault. No, that's but I think, I think that you, Selena, you are my colleague. I'm, I'm, I'm starting a conflict right now. <laughs> I think that you, Selena, you need to change. Not me. You need to change. <laughs> oh, no, there's no, there's no changing. It's, I think it's more acknowledging. And that's mm. why when I have mediations, I never say to you, you have to accept. Yeah. I always say that. And they say, well, you know, I don't agree. But you're not supposed to agree. No. What you're supposed to do is acknowledge. Yeah. So we're going to use the A word, so to speak. Think about acknowledgement first. Acknowledge that the issue exists. Why it exists, whether you agree, how it exists, mm-hmm. is another layer. But you yes. have to acknowledge it exists. And then after that, you have to say, okay, I don't have the power to change anybody else. And someone say, well, I don't want to change anybody else. But effectively, that's what you're asking. You need yes. to change that this can work. So that you have to do, and the reason why I say it comes back to you, you have to think about what is it that I can do to make this situation better because I have I haven't got control of that person. Yeah. X doesn't like me. X doesn't agree with me. X doesn't even see the issue. So what is it I can do to make this this situation, this environment a little bit more accepting? And then once everyone's kind of doing that, it shifts. You'll it'd be amazed when I've sat there with parties and they simply say, Well, do you understand that? And sometimes outside, someone mm-hmm. outside them explaining what somebody else's point of view is. Yes. It's a lot more than if it comes in differently than because they are hearing it from you with right. no, remember, no bias, no emotion. Yeah. Whilst I am saying it, that there might be some bias and emotion, and That's that crazy. is truly helpful because also, you know, the question, the question of what, how does it make you feel hearing that? Right. I assume that that's a question that you're using. It's a, it's a coaching question, right? But still, in the workplace, absolutely, because the yeah. feelings are more. I mean, if it's in a civil and commercial dispute, feelings go out the door. It's more about money. It's, about <laughs> money, it's not. It's very more, and, and I don't mean this in a bad valid way. point. Valid point. 
But yeah. in a workplace employment dispute, absolutely. I am yeah. driving in your feelings. I'm driving what you yeah. heard. I'm driving what you understood from it, but don't have to accept. Because yeah. if we're looking for mediation as a place to, I'm going to agree and accept. Mediation is not the process. Mediation, yeah. and I think people get confused at that. It's almost like, well, I'm interested in mediation because at the end of it, I'm going to agree with everything the other person is saying. Absolutely not. You're going to acknowledge, you're going to clarify, you're going to communicate, you're going to understand. And that's a lot, again, that's four things. I mean, there's many more. But as long as you're doing those four, you're on your way to accepting that this has happened and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be agreeable. All can it be, is it false hope that people think that with mediation, they can still keep the employee or still keep, uh, the individual or that the individual will still be will be working for the company? Yes. I mean, most of the mediations I do, it's not because they're actually trying to get them out of the, uh, the company. Mm -hmm. Also because we value what they do, but the issue is they're not valuing each other at the moment and we yeah. need them to work together. So the value from what I've realized from the organization, they do value their employees. It's generally about the employees not understanding or respecting from their own words, the other person that's involved. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, you know, to, to answer the question, it's, it's more about ensuring that you have the discussion and that that discussion may be sensitive, may be uncomfortable, but yeah. your discomfort be your comfort. You know, yeah. it's the way you deliver it. It's the way you, it's your tone. It's yeah. that as well, you know, it's your facial expressions. It's, it's <laughs> so many things, you know. Yeah. If I'm louching like this and rolling my eyes so that no that won't work i'm out <laughs> you know, even me like sometimes if i'm moving forward it shows i'm engaged there's so many things that yeah. i'm aware of and i also look at the parties and say okay this person is feeling like this or i ask them i don't make any assumptions generally i can pick up a lot of things because i've done this work quite a lot but i even mm -hmm. make those assumptions but it's yeah. having those discussions first and knowing that out outside of that when you actually discuss those things you may not agree on all of them but it's okay yeah, but you have some sure. agreeable outcomes. It's very, very rare going into mediation that there is no level of agreement. But the outcomes so, to agree, I think. So going back, if you were in the chair of you had Don at the other end, mm. and then you had some a representative from CNN, seeing what you're seeing now, mm. let's put you on the spot. What 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 is the advice that you would give? to both parties, right? It's not only one side, but what is what what, what would you say to the CNN stakeholder and Don? My first thing would be to, where, where do they both? I would ask them both individually, and this is why we mm -hmm. have initial meetings first with one party and the other party. Yeah. I would say, well, where did it start for you? Because it's very, very clear in this yeah. situation based on the fact that, in his opinion, had no idea that it was yeah. going to way that where did it start because everyone's starting point is different and if they don't know where that starting point is or they know where it is but then didn't know how to get the help that's why it's come to this this outcome mm -hmm. that'll be and it'll be like okay once you know where it started okay why didn't you do anything what what was it that stopped you nine times out of ten in this situation the employee in this case didn't know there was an issue but if they did what were the resources that they had to ensure that they could you know get to an outcome yeah. that ensure them to discuss it to sit down to say actually let me have time to understand what's going wrong so I can rectify it because mm -hmm. it's what's been written and I have to say what's been written it wasn't they wasn't aware of it and they didn't have time to even rectify it and by that time they were out the door 
and also now there might be a situation where things are being dealt with by a court, right? He has a long, a long, I don't know what the laws are in the US when it comes to firing people, but I know in Europe, let's say firing people just, you know, from, from just like that, uh, the way it happens, laws prohibit that from happening. It's I think it's also in the UK, right? Yeah. In the USA, I think anything like this, and even if it was done in a way that was followed all the procedures, mm -hmm. it's, it's a state where they're, they're willing to go to court for anything yeah. they've, yeah. they've not, you know, done yeah. any justice for. But in this yeah. regard, if it was out of nowhere, I mean, just mm -hmm. alone, um, it would appear that it would be in court. And I think that's what we have to really consider. I mean, in, obviously in the UK, it's not He has already, he, by sharing it, sorry to stop it, by sharing it, he has already, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it has damaged the branding of CNN, right? Even though CNN is very big, they they forgot that this guy is big as well, that so many people look up to him, so many people see this now as a case. And I won't be the first one. I'm not definitely the first one who's sharing it. I saw it yesterday and I won't be the last because there are valuable lessons that we can all learn from this, how not to behave, what not to do and how to have these conversation in a human way, right? This could be easily have been dealt with by mediation. Absolutely. And this is what I go back to again about having that safe place. If yeah. you have an independent mediator in there, it would yeah. be where he would be able to say, look, this is what's going on without me having to share it to the organization because they know that I'm in a place where once they've come to me, it's confidentiality, it's private. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the only process, by the way, that, um, and, and this is why one of the things I do love, we're at a call and a judge cannot summons you to be in the courtroom to discuss. For me, that is just, it's amazing because yeah. generally any judge in this land can actually do that. Um, but it would be a place where that wouldn't have got to that because the media would be able to navigate through, okay, this party's got an issue. The company's got an issue. None of them know about it. And they will be able to put on their mediation hat in order to yeah. ensure that they could come together. If you don't feel, believe, or see you have a space in your workplace to be open, to be yourself, to come with your authentic self, yeah. these things will happen. And someone might say, well, he should have been aware. For it to go to the stage, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have known. There's no way he would have not known. Well, let's say that, I don't know what he said, but I did see something that there might be some comments that he made recently that maybe was a tipping point of him let go. But then again, even though what, no matter what it was, I do feel like we need to have a conversation. Let's, you yeah. know, let's gain understanding. And some people don't know the extent. Some people say, yeah. well, you know, it wasn't a bed of roses. However, yeah. I didn't think it was a bed of thorns either. Yeah. And that's yeah. from what's been written, it appears about he, he may not, you know, be admitting to the fact that there was some ruffled feathers, but never to yeah. the stage where I thought I was going to lose my you know job. And this yeah. is why you have to have an environment in the workplace where you have somebody that is not connected to yeah. that culture and you can simply have those conversations and they can support. That's not to yeah. say if it turns a different direction that it's the mediator's fault. That's not what we're here to do. But we're simply saying if you have another layer It is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be. The same way I don't congratulate myself for yeah. what's considered as, and I have to say success. I think every mediation success because if you're able to narrow those issues, it's a success. Mm -hmm. True. If you're able to do all, True. it's another level of success. True. However, what I believe that does the work is the people that are involved, it's the yeah. organizations that are involved. So if you're going to simply say, well, Donald, thank you, Celine, you helped me, you've helped yourself. You've wanted yeah. me to be here, you've invited me, you've allowed me to be here yeah. and allowed me to 
support you. So you have to give yourself a pat on the back. And I think if we're in a space where we understand that people's views, opinions, and the way in which they do things are very different, I think it allows that organisation to see that. Because some people might say, well, he could have done this or could have done that. If you don't have the platform or understanding to do it, you won't exhaust those options. Sure. If you know that this person is a mediator here to talk about anything, everything's confidential, and they don't work for the organisation, how much are you going to utilise that? Yeah. They won't. And more people would do it. So it would save a lot of time. It definitely saves a lot of money. I don't think people realize that. <laughs> And a lot of um, employer branding, right? Because now it has been overly shared on LinkedIn. It ended up on Twitter and so many other platforms and also so many news outlets. I was Googling uh, what happened to him and I saw so many news articles uh, today versus yesterday. So there's a lot more that can be handled via mediation. And I... I use it for a reputation yeah. i definitely think if they'd known and I, I hope they hadn't cnn would have been like to save their reputation because most of these organizations especially the big one it's it's not that they don't care they absolutely do but yeah. most because of their reputation or you know true true so, yeah i want to go to the last question because we have almost reached to the end but what is your wish when it comes to humanizing the workplace and mediation at work my wish is that there is planted a mediator or at least a referral list every mm. organization should have a referral list and that yeah. list be diverse and i mean that in a sense of their background yeah. uh, agenda their accolades their you know the, the services in which they provide mm -hmm. I and be willing to open it because we don't want to be in a space where well these are the three that we normally use and you offer the employee and that's it be open to adding to that list but i think everyone should have a referral list in order to move forward with these conversations in general inside the workplace and I also think it's a place where people should be able to reach out to organizations to help them so and also I'm thinking of you're based in the UK and uh, this is not a promotion for Selena but if you can hire her hire her but is your work um, connected to where you are at the moment right now connected to UK right. or can you work remotely Oh, remotely. I'm online. It's online. I'm When I opened up the organization, it's been eight and a half years now. Mm -hmm. um, loving it. I ensure that when I done this, it was online mediation. So when we had the transition of having to move online, you know, mm -hmm. three years ago, as we you already had, did it. <laughs> I was already there. I was like, everybody, well done. Come and join me now. <laughs> because I I could already see that I was going to be in a place where as long as I've got Wi-Fi and I've got mm -hmm. my laptop, as we call yeah. the laptop lifestyle, I can do it. So there wasn't much of a transition for me because I'd opened it. So yeah, there's been many where I've done online mediation. Ones there is a, there is another layer because I was referring to you're based in the UK, right? Can you help somebody who is based in Spain? Can you are you that's are you allowed to help somebody who's in the US? Are you allowed to help somebody who's abroad? My clients are in different countries, so we haven't yeah. had to have an in person unless they wanted to fly me out there. But generally, <laughs> see that hint that she's dropping. She wants to fly people. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do it. it hasn't been because obviously what's happened in the last few years it's yeah. allowed us to say do you know what whether I like using Zoom or you know Microsoft Teams we can actually do an online and I've had yeah. that because one's in the USA and one's in the UK one's mm -hmm. in Australia the time yeah. difference even yeah. that like, yeah. well, who's going to budge on the time <laughs> and like I said that is a true commitment when you've got yeah. two different people in the same team that are willing to have a mediation, but they're in different countries, yeah. my hat goes off to them even more because yeah. that is 
commitment, especially, yeah. you know, the time difference. So absolutely online mediation. That's what I do. SMG mediation. We're here for you. Don't yeah. let the timing, don't let the, don't let anything change that. Don't let yeah. it because at the end of the day, if you want to get through any concerns or conflicts, there's a mediator out there for you. And if someone doesn't do online mediation, they might do something else. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's not an issue over here. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to having this conversation with you. And for those of you who don't know Selena, please connect with her or follow her on LinkedIn. And if you need a mediation or if you, if you feel that some, you know, you can feel something in the air tonight, right? The air is a little bit red. Uh, yes, I'm from the Phil Collins era. I'm, I'm telling my, 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 my age away. I'm giving my age away, but that, that doesn't matter. If there is something out there, and you listen to this conversation or you watch this conversation, know that you should be asking for a mediator in an early stage. Because if you, if you are already in the storm, that's, I wouldn't say too late, but it could have been prevented from the storm from happening. So look back, think what you can do, think how you can uh, look, uh, listen to the tips that Serena has shared, right? Uh, create an audit trail. Uh, ask for the company for a budget. And I do believe that maybe for one of the, the goals that should be added, each company needs to have a mediation budget, Absolutely. period. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Don't Bye. leave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>